0: you. <music>
1: Hello everyone. Welcome to episode 83 of FPL Black Box. My name is Az and I'm joined by the returning Mark Southerns. How are you feeling Mark? Good better evening. Now?
0: I am I am tip top. I'm feeling great and I can feel myself getting back into FPL mode, which is great. I was struggling during the international break, I've got to say, for mm. motivation, but now seeing your rosy face, I'm feeling a lot better and <laughs> ready to engage again rosy face okay.
1: I've, I've actually got a, i've actually got a proper beer this time rather than me a, too an yeah. alcoholic one so yeah, yeah. cheers yeah. um hi everyone uh yeah we're back i did a stream earlier with janny with where i forgot how to do literally everything press any buttons or you know talk sense so i've had a bit of a, a kind of a, a prep um into this so we'll kind of see now you tell me you didn't say that before I well there. <laughs> yeah i know god yeah well at the moment it looks all right the sound's working and no complaints so i think fingers crossed we're we're all good um i've got we've got a lot to talk about today because obviously we've, we, you haven't been around for for ages and you know there's lots of new things going on and lots of big games this weekend but most importantly i'm going to get to talk about brighton's new manager oh, which i'm really excited about blimey. really excited about
0: fair <laughs> enough you had to listen to my cooper nonsense before the start of the season so i get. i guess that's fair enough yeah yeah go on then i'm ready spoilers. for it i'm ready
1: spoilers he is amazing I'm so excited.
0: On paper or you know or in reality on paper it as looks a man great. as a man and a manager right.
1: he looks a fantastic appointment so I'm I'm really excited. But yeah we'll get into that um as we go. Uh before we do that let's have a word from our sponsor which is NordVPN and they're sponsoring this video. Thank you so much uh, to them. Um for anyone who isn't aware of who NordVPN are, um, they are a way to protect yourself um online and also watch Shows like Mark does from different countries that might not be in your area. for the
0: win. <laughs> it's, are, you, are you plowing <laughs> well, through Colombo? Yeah, I've seen them all 12 times each episode, but that doesn't stop me re watching them. I'm loving it.
1: Are you doing, you're doing your Colombo sleepovers? That's what you're doing last night? Not time. yet, at
0: Christmas. We have that every Christmas. At Christmas, yeah. Okay. yeah. Three, nice three nice of that. my mates come over and we do that. Look, don't knock yeah. it until you tried it. <laughs> no, no, hey, hey,
1: I'm, I'm not saying anything. Uh, so, NordVPN is the fastest VPN out there. It's basically the best VPN um, you can buy. Um, they sponsor these videos, a 30-day money-back guarantee. Um, If you're not happy with it, you get 100% refund. Three different types of packages. You've got the standard, which is your VPN, your malware protection, the click of a button, um, and an ad blocker. You've got your plus, which gives you a password manager um, as well, which is literally a godsend. The password manager that I've got has basically completely changed my life. And I'm trying to convince my dad uh, to get it, but he still insists on his little book in his safe with all Oh my word has he got a little black book
0: with them all written down Oh Oh, yeah Chris come on (laughs) They're
1: getting they are getting a bit better they're using more secure passwords but I still really want them to use a password manager because it would be it would be a lot better Um, then you've got the complete um, and when I say complete I mean that gives you everything that you've got before and you're looking at like four pounds a month something like that and that gives you a terabyte of encrypted cloud storage as well so if you've got sensitive photos or documents like my Mark Southern's blackmail folder of all the uh, terrible WhatsApps he sent me over the years, which uh, I will unveil when you wrong me. I need to hack uh, you and Monday. delete that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be able to because I've got my encrypted uh, storage. Um, but do give NordVPN a go. Uh, it's obviously, internet security is, is incredibly important and protecting yourself from phishing and uh, cyber attacks, especially if you're using public Wi-Fi as well. Don't use public Wi-Fi without using um, a VPN. Um, and if you just use our code, which is in the description as well, uh, you get four months completely free on top of all the other stuff that we talked about. So give it a go. Give NordVPN a go. We're both using it. I think mm. it's great. It's just hasn't slowed my connection down at all. I feel really safe. So it's
0: really nice. Can you turn me up, As? Because a few people are saying again that my volume is too low. Um can. I turn so, you up. You know, I'm, yes, I can. Make sure you turn me up and not yourself up. Yep. I
1: know. <laughs> there you go. You're up, you're up plus three now. So...
0: Beautiful. I hope that's better for everybody because it's important you hear me because I'm going to balance out this pro Brighton chat that's going to happen later.
1: <laughs> hey, we haven't taken your manager, so you should be, you should be grateful.
0: No, I am uh, better. Yeah, yeah. That we've no, gone for deserving. No, I'm pleased yep. about that. Yeah. Yep.
1: Much better says everybody. Let's go as let's kick there it There we go. Beautiful. Let's go. Right. So let's go into game week, uh, whatever it was, seven, eight. What are we now going into yeah. nine, game gate? Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Yep.
1: laughs> it was so long ago. Uh, got my team up first. Yeah. I had Henderson in goal with two. Uh, Diaz uh, and Trippier with six and five. And Emerson got one point. I think he played about three minutes. Uh, Pereira with one. Madison, oh. my boy, came in. Look at that. Straight away. Yeah. Seven points. Uh, we talk about Leicester quite a lot, actually. They're very interesting. Uh, Marcelo with three. And Foden scored as well with eight. Harden with six. Kane captain with 20. And Mitrovic, two. 61 points. I was pretty happy with that, but then lots of the other highly owned players all did well as well. So it ended up being fairly average, but I got a green arrow, so can't really complain.
0: I, I think it's better than average. The average was 50, right? I mean, you're obviously hmm. comparing yourself to the uh, to the company that we keep amongst the community. And yeah, it was, it was an okay score, whereas um, when you get to mine, it's a bad score. But um, yeah, I mean, like no big stars. I mean, you got the captaincy right with Kane, right? It, it, and he could have had more, couldn't he? He could have had more.
1: Um, it's always frustrating when a, when a, when a team scores that many goals mm. and you've got what I thought was the best player from that team um, given that I didn't think Son was going to play um, congrats if, if anyone held on to him and yeah. kept him uh, do you know he's two points behind Salah yeah if only, if, only, if, only, if only someone
0: <laughs> <laughs> I said didn't I I said like yeah we'll, we'll see after six or seven weeks where Son and Salah oh. are and it looked like Salah was going to destroy him but no clearly not you know two points in it and as I said to you Son doesn't even have to match Salah because of the million pound difference. So mm-hmm. if if he gets close to him, I would have won. But obviously, I've I bottled it since then and and uh, got Salah in, then got him out again and blah blah blah. Anyway, enough about my travails. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you got. I mean, it, it, Madison and Foden right delivered for you. That was that was the big plus, isn't it? When you get those, when the mid price midfielders deliver for you, because there's been it's been hard to nail those mid price midfielders this season. Mm. Uh, I think we started the season thinking you had to have one or two. Diaz was in the mix, you know. Saka, of course. Um, Zaha has come through, um, and then we're going to talk about a few more tonight. But Madison's definitely in the mix, and he's the kind of fan favourite at the moment, isn't he? And you got on, on him early. You always love Madison, and your boy delivered. And, and then Foden, you've always swelled by him as well. Um, and you know he came out of it outscoring Haaland. So yeah, that's that was that made the difference for you, didn't it?
1: It did, yeah. I kind of just went back to some of the players that have done quite well for me in the past. I mean, Foden has frustrated me mm. previously, but when he when Grealish is in the side and Foden hasn't got a hug that left hand side, he's I just think he is a great option because he can drift around, he goes more central, um, he has, you know, good chances, got opportunity he's got amazing players feeding him and he can feed amazing players. It's just when Grealish doesn't play and he's there for the balance with Cancelo still tucking in that he tends to drift out a bit wide, and that's not really when you want to see him. But he was poor for England or well I mean he was okay in the first game wasn't he but one of one of our better players but still not really clicking for, for England and then he he was off the pitch wasn't he when we got our started our comeback against Germany so hasn't been the best mm. international break for him but hasn't been the best international break for a lot of players Madison wasn't even the squad Tony totally didn't play Trent was you know ousted strange one
0: yeah I and mean, I guess the, the, the issue you've got is game week 12 with your city players and Foden's probably I presume gonna go soon with that in mm. mind so um, you know he's probably only a short term option for you but you know we'll talk about that a bit later I'm sure we shall indeed uh, your game week then uh, you got 51 yeah. points so yeah pretty rubbish mm. again um, mm. you know the, I got the captaincy right went with Kane I didn't have Haaland so I didn't have any choice I guess that's the difference right? I didn't have Haaland had De Bruyne. He uh, he outscored Haaland as it was got the 10 points did well again um, but Bowen didn't deliver, Gibbs-White didn't deliver, Tony didn't deliver, and they, they along with Perisic, were my players that I was looking for to make the difference. So, you know, those four players, Perisic, Gibbs-White, Tony, Bowen, were the kind of players that not every team had, and I needed at least one of them to come in, and they didn't. So, that was the difference between my team and yours. I My midfielders didn't come in at all, apart from mm. De Bruyne, and De Bruyne was just covering Haaland, really, wasn't he? So, yeah, uh, I don't look at my team going forward. I've made, I've made a couple of changes over the break. I made changes early. I'll talk about that at the end of the show, but I look Mm. at my team and I'm, I'm, I'm happy where it is now. So, um, yeah, I, 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 in a way like, you know, 5.4 million rank, but in a way it gives me a lot of freedom in, in my thinking. And it's like, I've got so little to lose being ranked where I am in that I can play the wild card now. Um, I can make some hits, be a bit aggressive take some risks where I feel they're warranted and play a bit off the cuff um, because at five million in the world, why not? Why wouldn't I do that? You know, I've got nothing to protect and everything to go for. So um, yeah, I'm going into this next period thinking, let's just get some strings and green arrows together Mm. and see where it takes me. I'm I'm under no pressure um, because of where I am and no one's shooting at me. I'm not getting a load of flack for it, although perhaps I deserve well, it, but, you well, know. Oh, well, are is, you is, about to, are you? Oh, okay. Well, there is,
1: no, I'm just gonna, there is okay. one person giving you giving Oh me a yeah. flack.
0: It was that Johnny, um, is it? Is that, uh, <laughs> uh,
1: no, that's, it's, it's, it's my dad oh, who I, yeah, I, messaged, wow. I messaged you about. This is a man I who went, keeps
0: his passwords in a black book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I went on a walk with him the other day mm. and he, he wanted me to pass on to you. He just said... He just wanted me to tell you that not having Haaland is absolutely ridiculous mm. and it's all very well trying to be clever, but you've got to make sure you've got the basics covered. That's, that's what he wanted yeah, me to tell you. Yeah. And, so. and you
0: know what? You know, I could take, stick on Twitter. I could, you know, I could take that. But when your <laughs> dad is having a go, yeah. that, that does hurt, right? That does mm. actually have an impact. And, um, yeah, you can tell him that Delia agrees with Mr. Phillips. Thanks Delia for backing me up. Um, you could tell your dad that, that well, I told you Harlan's installed in my team now. He's part of the two yeah, transfers. I he was happy with that, but you know, I was right to go Kane over Harlan this week. You know, it worked yeah. out, and, it, and De Bruyne did his thing. He outscored Harlan, so those, those two did their job. It's just everywhere else in my team. Look at it, no returns anywhere other than the of assist. So, you know, it, it it wasn't the decision not to have Harlan that hurt me. It was the the fact that you know my other supporting cast well, didn't not, come in.
1: Not 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 this week, but it has no been, oh. Um, well yeah but
0: you know just a bit I'm not doing a full retro on those weeks they're gone now let's let's move on
1: it's going to be a short retro isn't it next season when we both just like <laughs> well we never started with Harlows. that's probably probably an error
0: yeah
1: uh excellent um great in the good next thank you to Greyhead um as always uh for these some I mean I don't know how really know how to take this I mean we are third from bottom me and and bottom you Spanish mm. Singh is our are filling in the in
0: the shit sandwich It's our season there's no other way to
1: there's no other way to describe it sorry Savannah
0: you don't don't want to be the filling in that kind of sandwich but yeah you have to take it Um, for
1: now what is interesting is Gray has calculated the captain scores of, of mm. everyone. Um, I think he says I've got the best captain score of everyone creating the goods, somehow. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> and right. you've got the worst. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, at least I've got stuff to improve on, right? At least I, I can mm. look at that and go, oh, okay, well, that's an area. That I've you, whereas you've got no excuse. Uh, where you where are you gonna go with that? So yeah, and it's interesting <laughs> as well. Look at look at my captains. I've I've moved it around, right? You know, KDB, mm. son, Harland. Um you know, I'm the only one to have captain Son at any point, and but I didn't captain Son in the week he got his hat trick, and it's you know, that's my season, right? Son got his hat trick uh, last weekend uh, against Leicester. He didn't get it against Southampton at home. He could have got it against Van der home, but he didn't. He got an assist, and that was all. I've just been, you know, I've missed the target with my captain picks, right? It's one of those things. I don't think any of those players, KDB Son and Haaland, are bad captains. Uh, I've just chosen to move it around and miss missed the points. It's just. Been unfortunate, I guess. Whereas you look at everybody else, and they've been very consistent, haven't they, mm. with their captains and and mm-hmm. two, well, only two players, Harland or Salah, which dull. Do I say it? <laughs> but you know, yeah, effective, I mean, effective. Yeah,
1: I mean it, it. It does tend to happen most seasons, doesn't it? We tend mm. to get two or three, two two or three players max who, who people are going to captain most weeks because yeah. it's that kind of. Consist—that's what you pay for. You pay for that kind of I'd be more surprised if we saw like some Madison's and some yeah, Bowen's and, yeah. and stuff in there. Uh, so it's it's not that surprising but I mean I don't really understand how I'm I, I, had, a, I had quite a good captain um, run last season as well so i kind of carried that on this year. It's just all my other players <laughs> that seem to be letting me down uh, week on week. So yeah, a bit of a shame but yeah, early days we kind of see um, where it goes but shout out to FPL Harry right at the top 78k in the world. Oh no, sorry, 33k in the world. Quite a way ahead of like Ben Crellin and, mm. and Finn and Magnus. Magnus, what a what a couple of weeks he's had. <laughs> been following the chess
0: scandals I have and my anal beads are fitted nicely for tonight <laughs> like so uh, yeah don't go buzzing them Um yeah it's um... <laughs> something I never thought I'd hear <laughs> <up and> say <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm hoping for a sponsor of that now we've done Manscaped should we get that in as well oh that's gonna get clipped <laughs> <laughs> no what what a palaver though my word we thought no. FBL had beef my god Plonka needs mm-hmm. to get on the chess scene doesn't he my it's word amazing, it? yeah it's I crazy know. Um yeah. what can you say I mean Magnus at the centre of it you know I've been DMing <laughs> him obviously and he's been telling me all yep. about it you know, but, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. but yeah I mean you know he's maybe he's got more time to concentrate on FBL good wild card he had Son didn't he so mm. um, landed yeah, that yeah. so good luck to him but yeah. you know if he does want to retire from the chess world we, we'll welcome him over with open arms so yeah
1: I mean it's impressive I mean he went up 800,000 places this week off the back of that wild card mm. Um we went up 700 well I went up 700,000 sorry you went up 100,000 even you, even you may just uh, agree. Yeah. But, <laughs> but to go up 800,000 into, mm. no, from a million to 200,000, just, again, it just shows, doesn't it? I mean, 80 points he got. We, we, you know, we can, I'm only, I mean, I'm 17 points behind general. Yeah. I mean, I look at Harry, I'm only 78 points behind Harry. Yeah. <laughs> but That's achievable. Yeah, it, it's, it is. It's doable.
0: It is. I, I think what's heartening at the moment as well is our teams are beginning to kind of, it's, it's a little bit of difference opening up in the teams. You know, I watched the scout cast last night and you know, the three guys there had, mm. had very different players now for the first time ever. Mm. And I think that gives me heart as someone who struggled this season for points and rank that, you know, I should have a few players different to everybody else now. And, you know, it's going to come down to output, right? And and getting those picks right. And, um, yeah, we've got to back ourselves to do that and, and make up some ground. So I think, you know, when it, when it's like everyone's got the same players, those nine or ten players in the template are dominating things, it's, very, it's quite disheartening to fall behind because then you think, how can I make up ground? But when you see that, you know, people selling Alexander-Arnold, for example, you know, and, and, and people going back to Salah and people going for Madison over Bowen or Zaha over Foden or whatever, you know, there, there's, some, there's some real difference makers now in people's teams. And um, that gives me hope that, you know, I could, if I hit some targets, um, make up some ground. Same for you. I
1: think with, with, with this Arsenal and City blank and with Liverpool with tough fixtures and, and off form, mm. it's just shaken things up amazingly because people are going loads of different ways now. And, you know, we've got Potter coming into Chelsea who should invigorate some of their assets. And I don't know, it's just, it feels like, I feel the buzz again, you know, I've yeah. struggled a bit the start of this season, but I feel that kind of, you know, I, I sold Jesus for Kane, for example, and it didn't feel great, but it was mm. kind of exciting because, you know, I watched that game and then I was watching the, the Brentford game and Jesus scored early and I thought, oh no, of course he's still a good option, but. I don't know. I kind of feel excited and, and rejuvenated by things. So, yeah, and and also, when
0: when Son got the hat trick, it's like I looked at it. Yeah. It was a bittersweet for me because I was like, "Why couldn't you have mm. done that when I when I backed you?" <laughs> but I look at it and think, "Okay, now you know." I, I mean, I always thought he was a credible option anyway. But we were getting turned off from him from because he was clearly struggling for some reason. Yeah. Got goals for South Korea over the break as well. Surely he'll he'll kick on now, and he's going to become a, a real credible option that second or even third heavy hitter depending on how we're setting up. So he's going to be a difference maker because when we look ahead to the fixtures there's you know it's game week 11 I think the Spurs have got Everton at home and you know if you've got a Spurs player you, you're going to consider him for captaincy because Harlan's at Liverpool so you know I, I it's nice. Well I see some ingredients now that make me feel positive about mm. potential to catch up and make some ground. Yep. Right. You ready? Yeah. Go. Good.
1: Okay. So Speaking of excitement and fun and mm. things to rejuvenate me, I'm now gonna do a segment on Brighton. Oh, is it and- this? Oh, I thought you'd leave it till later. <laughs> okay, okay. And Brighton's a new manager. Uh, hold on, hold not- on. Yeah, you, know, uh, uh, you
0: know, use of exclamation marks in titles. When did when did I miss that meeting? When did I okay that?
1: <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I genuinely am really, really excited. Do you think he looks a bit like me? Just just Oh, just what is the, going on here? Now? <laughs> I
0: just uh, no, he looks like Robert Downey Jr., doesn't he? That's what he looks like to me. But you Well, know, I have uh,
1: I have often been told that I look a little <laughs> bit like Robert Downey <laughs> oh, okay. um, Stuart if you Stuart Downey if you aren't, more like,
0: <laughs> like I think. Mean, well, anyway, carry on.
1: <laughs> if you aren't interested in Brighton, you might want to turn off and do something else. I, ha- I have been asked. <laughs> oh uh, we've gone
0: down to 400 from 1,000 there.
1: Every, what? yeah, I bet. Just yeah. like that, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it, is, it is relevant. People still have Brighton players in this side, which they bought earlier. Mm. There was a lot of worry when Potter left. The fixtures yeah. are are really bad as we talk about. And so I've been reading up a lot about um, De Zerbe, who uh, I had knew absolutely nothing about. I'm going to be honest, when when we signed him, I knew nothing about him. I was looking at some of the other, um, you know, Knutson, for example, who's at Bodo Glimt. I was looking at him and thinking he would be a good option. And then there was no um, other interviews that it was, you know, Bloom wanted the He was first choice and he's come straight in. So just going to give a bit of a background about who he is and kind of what can we can expect from, from Brighton. So uh, he did an interview for Brighton recently, uh, a great interview. He speaks a little bit of English, um, enough to, to get through a kind of interview, but he'd obviously like pre kind of planned it. Um, this is what he said. He said, my idea um, to Potter is not the same, but things are similar. For my football ideas, I love attack. I love to attack with many players. It's important, the defensive phases, but I love attack. Says it three times in, in one sentence. If I decide to attack or defend, in my idea, normally, it is always better to attack. He said the word attack, I think, five times in the space of about 20 seconds. He's a very, very, very attacking manager who likes to play on the, on the front foot. Mm. Um, Vincenzo Miladona has said the fundamental principle of De football is that he wants his team to dominate the game by constructing the game from the back and keeping the ball on the ground. Um, Sassuolo played the most passes in the league. I've got some charts on that as well. The fewest long balls. And I think the third fewest crosses um, as well uh, in a very ambitious style of play. He plays with five or six men attacking. The left back and the right back joins in. More about them in a sec. Uh, the idea is to fill the half of the opponent with as many players as possible. So <laughs> mm. Mm. he is going, this is a guy who is going to get the most out of our attacking assets. Um, he has set, um, so he was in the Ukraine. He was, he was at Soswalo. Um, for two seasons they finished eighth twice they scored 69 and 64 goals across those games um, Brighton have not scored more than 40 goals in a season since being promoted they had no budget whatsoever as well they're a bit like Bournemouth and they missed out on European football on goal difference as we'll kind of see yeah. uh, in a second as well uh, I know some fans of Italian football and they said that when he was at Sosuolo, um, the top teams were afraid to go there because they would be dominated the, the passing and the possession—one um, of the best possessive sides in in Serie A, maybe even the best—and uh, and teams wouldn't enjoy kind of going there. So yeah, very very attacking, very possession based, um, and actually looks like an evolution
0: on Potter, um, kind of going forward. Steady, so ste- ste- steady, steady. I mean, yeah, a couple of things. Like first of all, like when when Brighton appoint a manager, they're not appointing a manager without having done their homework. Right? They would probably exactly. have had they. They would have been prepared for this, right? Because they, like us, would have known that Potter's going to be sought after and it's only been a matter of time either England came knocking or somebody else. I was quite surprised Chelsea moved for him, but, you know, fair enough. Mm. So you know that when you, they go and get a manager, it's going to be an option they've researched and it'll be right for them. Perfect fit, right? No no doubt. So yep. you're right to be excited on that score in that he, he's going to be a good option. Um whether his brand of football translates directly to immediate FBL returns, I think you'll probably jump into several guns. But yeah. Mm. Um we'll have to see, right? We'll have to see. I think I think the, the what you described there were getting as many you know, fullbacks up high, getting as many players in the opponent's half. Yeah, you know, Cooper tries that and it hasn't really worked for us. So, you know, let's see let's see how he implements his plan on a Premier League stage, which is the toughest stage in the world of football, isn't it? So well, you know.
1: What's 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 going to be very interesting is is um is the formation. So yeah. as I said, he he, he mostly I've got a, I think it might even be my next screen. Uh, no, it's not. Hang on. Let me find the screen. This one. Um. So this is this is how um uh swallow set up. Uh, so it's either a four three three or a four two three one. That's kind of just typically what he uses. Mm. Um. He's been quoted as saying, "I never start with a formation. I don't have a favourite system that I like or don't like. I put players in their best positions." Keeping the same principles. Well, that's not no, Potter, that's
0: what he is said. it? <laughs> he no, exactly. He, he moves players around as as he as he to fit his tactical systems, right? So, mm, okay. but what is going
1: to be what is going to be very interesting about that is Brighton's squad is very much set up for three at the back and, and
0: win-backs mm. because mm. we don't
1: really have full No. <laughs> I mean, we've got a Stoop and and Lamptey. I mean, if he goes with those two and and like Webster and Dunk, I mean, talk about being open. We're going to get absolutely mm. kind of. Cleaved apart, so I think he might have to start with with five at the back and kind of work from that because that just seems to be how how our team is is mm. set up. But it will be interesting to know if he sees something in those in those. Because if he doesn't go that, I mean, he could use Boltman at right back potentially. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. March mm. you know, so, March, Mar- 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 I think, will play further up the pitch.
0: Interesting. Let's cut to the chase because Delia says this. So, are we keeping Brighton assets? You've got Gross, uh, Gross, Gross, and a Stooperman. Um, mm-hmm. you're keeping gross. I take it, so because you're going to wait and see where, what role he plays. Trossard's got to be the Joker, though. He's got to be the one, isn't he, Trossard? Because I always look at Trossard and think there's a better FBL asset in there than we've yeah. even seen to this point. Like right? he has got the potential, I think, to jump to that eight nine million bracket with his output, mm. and he's not quite done it with Potter. But this could be the guy to unlock that. Do you do you acknowledge that? Do you see that as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think March is 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 interesting as well. If, if he gets that kind of right wing spot now down, but Trossard is is the best player in our team, and I yeah. think De is going to know that. I think Gross is really interesting though because De Zerbe was a number ten back in his playing days, and he never felt he was in a side that could unlock his potential because no one played with a with a number ten, so he was kind of like cast under. Mm. Um, if you look at the way Sassuolo um, Casalos set up. That number 10, that AM, is so key to unlocking everything. And he's got the perfect one in, in Gross because he's, he's fantastic at doing that. So I think, it's, if, you know, I think if you've got Trussard or Gross, you keep him. Absolutely, 100%. I think if you've got Dunk, Webster, Veltman, you, you, you've probably been a off. Sanchez. Sanchez.
0: Of I, I mean, like Sanchez has been, has been a sound pick at 4-5, but do you think he'll have more to do, right? He's, he's going to have more to do. He'll have more to do. I think he's going
1: to start doing a lot better on the bonus. Uh, because he's going to be used in the build-up play a lot more, the short, the short play. Um, basically, from what I've read and from what I've seen of, of Soswalo's tactics is very much kick the ball around as much as possible around that back line, invite the press, mm. invite players to come mm. into you and then exploit the space quickly mm. and kind of effectively. Now, Liverpool was the ultimate test in the first game because they are the best pressers in the world. <laughs> where you know, they, okay, they didn't show it in the first couple of games, but I think that game has just got, got so many goals all over it because Brighton are going to be trying to implement this new quick passing style and Liverpool are going to be pressing and there will be space for Brighton to exploit. But I think it's, it's going to be two completely different systems going into it. But he's, only, yeah, had, really he's only
0: had two weeks and he's had some of exactly. his players away. So it's not going to be immediate. So he, he's going to take time to get his team playing how he wants to play. So He will, yeah. but it's not, it's, it's, not going to, it's not a complete overhaul of tactics because there's a lot
1: of similarities between this kind of system mm. and what potter's been building and we've got the players that can do it the mm. players in our team are clever um, technical players on the ball that's what potter's been building so i don't think it's going to be a huge um you know fundamental change the, the training videos i've seen him are really interesting because he's encouraging this quick play he's really um sort of anal about anal beads uh looking at the way players turn on the ball and which foot feet they take the ball on and, and stuff like it's all very technical, very intricate. Mm. So yeah, going to be. Um,
0: but what ridiculous. about the fixtures, as? Because Brighton's fixtures aren't great.
1: The fixtures, Mark, are absolutely awful. Uh, we can see the ticker here. Um, this is uh, for the next what's,
0: what? what is it's about eight, nine mm. weeks. And, like, and that game minutes. week twelve tough encounter Seven stands weeks. out for me, right? You know. Oh like... yeah,
1: yeah. If only um, you know. If only. Well, you're not coming. You're not even coming to the match anymore.
0: No, no. I'm going to see pavement in in Glasgow instead. So sorry
1: about that. Typical, <laughs> typical Mark. This is. The day before my hernia surgery. Now I'm I even. I'm still going. Okay.
0: Uh, well, you know, you're yeah. a soldier, aren't you? But you know, I'm I'm seeing pavement, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, our fixtures are Liverpool, Spurs, mm. Brentford, Forest, City. So yeah, I mean Liverpool, Liverpool. I think that we we'll. I think we'll get a goal or, or at least a couple of goals in that. Spurs is going to be really tough. Um, I think just because of how kind of organised and compact and yeah, and how Conte's got them set up. But Brentford, Forest. I think we can score in those. Then it's City, Chelsea. I mean, I wouldn't be buying our, our players for sure, but yeah, I think if you, right. if you, well, that's what if you, I was
0: getting at. Would you be buying? Yeah. Would, I mean, I guess it's nah. a keep. Then is it a keep and wait and see how it unfolds? Yeah. It's a keep. Yeah, I think if you if you've got Gross and you've got trossard there's no reason to be jumping jumping mm. off them.
1: Um, just one thing before I move off this, and I will move off this in a second, uh, is I just want to show you this. Um, this is teams uh, where the possession play improved most year on year. Um, this is from the Athletic. So uh, Brighton in 1920 when when Potter. Came in um, with the second most improved in terms of possession, and look at that, Soswalo first in terms of possession. So at the moment, Brighton um, are eighth in the league. We average about fifty percent possession in the game, which is good uh, for us. But if you look at uh, this chart, you can see here we're expecting that to increase quite a lot under deserving okay. I mean, in his in his season at, at Sosuolo, um in terms of completed passes, no team in Syria had more complete more complete passes. They'd um, you know, Juventus, Napoli, Inter, and it's because of this quick short play passing. So expect Brighton's possession to improve, expect us to concede more goals, but I'm also expecting us to score more.
0: Okay. That's can can I rate. just say I expect this level of analysis when Sam Allardyce takes over from Cooper. In a few weeks' time, okay,
1: and you'll get it. Okay, you'll get good. it. I'll talk. I'll talk about all of his free kick seminars and, and yeah. corners. And, and you no, know, I'm going to hold I, you I to can't it. I wait for Sam Allardyce <laughs> to take over at Forest.
0: I'm joking. I hope God. My honesty that would be the end of me. I think if that happened. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, that's it. I I haven't been running the chat. I hope. I no, you, they've been much. very
0: tolerant of of that section. Have they? Yeah, quite quite yeah. frankly, I'm quite surprised. So, you know, yeah, you know, let's move on, though, shall we? No, no, I, I think it's interesting, and again, it's exciting. It's another ingredient. It's another change. You know, along with Potter at Chelsea, and will that unlock Sterling? What will it do to James, etc.? We've got a new manager at Brighton that could enhance Brighton assets, and and you mm. know, I'm all for it. Let's let's bring it on. Let's let's start seeing Trossard banging goals. Let's start seeing Gross being even better player than he is. Let's start seeing the fullbacks be a factor for Brighton. I'm all for it. Let's do it.
1: Yep, I've got one more thing to say. Oh, of course you have. Preserving. Yeah, G- go ahead. <laughs> not, not, not about... Because ta- I mentioned that he was, yeah. uh, he was a nice guy um, as well. So firstly, he was one of the few Italian voices who spoke up against the Super League. Um, uh, was it last year or the, the year mm.
0: Um
1: And he was about to play Milan and he basically condemned Milan and said, you know, they were kind of snakes and whatever and then beat them uh, with, with to swallow. So I enjoyed that. Um, he refused to leave the Ukraine when the war started until all of his international players, partners and children were evacuated. Yep. He, was, he was the last player at, um, international player there to, to leave. Um, and he also was offered the job at Bologna um, and they had a manager already in place um, who was battling leukemia at the time. And he refused the job unless he resigned. Uh, Bologna sacked him and he refused the job.
0: Wow, blimey. So there you go. Well, fair play. Three, you know? three,
1: three other reasons to respect uh, Roberto.
0: Yeah, it, it, it is nice when you respect your manager as a person, isn't it? And um, that's why, you know, I love Cooper so much as well. So I mm. feel it. I feel the love from you for, for your new manager and I hope he delivers for you. I really do. Me too. But he I'm looks sorry. nothing like you, as I don't know where you're getting that does idea, look
1: nothing you know? like me, no. I feel like I could screw my face up into it.
0: <laughs> 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 that's going to get cut as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it but, probably is, yeah. yeah.
1: We mentioned anal bees twice, so we can't get any worse. No.
0: Uh, right, is this
1: the official Brighton podcast? Here, I we? know that Steve, is it. I'm let's done. move on
0: for Steve's sake. Shall I'm we?
1: done. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. I'm done now. Uh, let's look at some data then. Let's look at team data attack over the season. Uh, we've got City uh, in first. for a surprise! XG non penalty ninety of
0: two point zero three. I mean, that is that the highest you've ever seen it? Could be. I don't know. I need to look back on last season, but um what's getting me as well big chance per ninety, you know, look at the look at the gap there to the rest of the field. You know, the gap from Liverpool is not that big, but the, the gap on big chance per ninety, four point one compared to two point six, uh Liverpool, Arsenal two point eight, you know, four big chances a match when you've got Haaland in your team is 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 a concern for the opponent, isn't it? You know, and and for us it you know, there's a lot of talk about you know, are we going off Haaland as perma captain? Mm. Well, with that, with that kind of rate of big chance creation, you know, I, you know, De Bruyne and Haaland should continue to deliver, right? You'd you'd have to expect that. And I, I don't know if that's going to dip. I think they can maintain this kind of level. Um, and you know, there's a lot of people saying the the the, champion, the title race is already over. It's premature to say that, but my word, they've they've started well, and the numbers are very impressive.
1: Yeah, I mean, you'd almost expect them to get better as well as the season goes on. I mean, we, we talked a lot at the start of the season about having to learn how to use Haaland um, to his full potential. And, you know, even the first four or five weeks you had Foden getting subbed early because he wasn't passing to him and all that. I mean, you know, they've, they've clearly learned how to, how to play with him. But we're only, you know, they've only played seven or eight games in the Premier League. You've got to think that's going to click even more and, and get even better. So I, I just, yeah, they're, they're just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, Liverpool in second um, is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, one point nine four. Um, Arsenal in third and Spurs in fourth I mean that could very well be um, the top four this season based on kind of what we've seen uh, so far but I mean Liverpool have, have struggled a bit but they're not really struggling to create chances and you've got to think now with Thiago back they're going to start
0: yeah. with more goals you expect them to find another gear don't you and, and and that's why it's interesting at the moment that with the wild cards having been played in the last this week and last people have moved away from the Liverpool assets with with game week um, you know, with, with the fixtures and with the form Um, so yeah, you know, we're looking at Salah later on, I think. Um, and it is interesting to look at where Liverpool were this time last season. There's not, you know, there's not a massive difference in, in terms of, I think, I think when, when Salah, I think after six matches, after 540 minutes this season, Liverpool scored 15 goals. And after 540 minutes for Salah last season, they'd scored 15 goals as well. And the season before that, Mm. 15 goals. So in terms of Salah's presence in that team, his output should be better than it is, really. It has been for the last two seasons. So we'll look at Salah later on. He definitely has struggled. I think it's because we're going off Liverpool, not because necessarily we think their form's going to continue. It's because Trent and Salah, as FBL assets, have kind of lagged behind... City so much and there are options elsewhere now that we're we've been driven to kind of reconsider it especially with like Son and Kane being factors again and Arsenal kicking on as well so there are it's not just City and Liverpool dominating now Arsenal are, are playing their part and Spurs are kind of maintaining the levels to some extent we saw last season so although City are well out in front the chasing pack is a little bit closer isn't it between Liverpool Arsenal and Spurs in terms of our feelings towards their their fantasy assets—it's leveled out. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I can't believe that that Liverpool, Bournemouth, nine 0 was this season. That feels like yeah, no. Yeah, he just ago. Yeah, but yeah. I wonder how much. Yeah, I wonder how much that's kind of um, inflated things. Um, I mean, Leeds in in fifth uh, is is again is is different to how we kind of predicted that to to go under Marsh. We thought they'd be better defensively, but of kind of sacrificed so their attacking. Play, but they'll they'll be happy with that. I mean, there's there's quite a drop off as well from fifth in Leeds down to Newcastle in in sixth, one point six two to one point four six uh, non penalty per ninety. But talk about drop off. I mean, look at Bournemouth, 0.47 right down the bottom. Now there's a lot of talk about a certain Dominic <laughs> Solanke. I know, uh, I know this season mm. um, it's very hard to score when you don't get many when you're getting basically a chance every other game. Or, or next year every other game what do you make of something? well
0: yeah when we look at some data with him I think we've got a table on that later but the, you've got to take this table in because look where Bournemouth are and yes okay mm. they're they've not as have the easiest of starts necessarily um, but I don't expect Bournemouth to be a strong attacking side and that to improve markedly at all the fixtures are swinging their way they're top of the ticker right so that that means that this is probably the period of the season where we'd expect Solanke to be a factor, if if he's ever going to be a factor. Um, unless obviously they're fighting relegation at the end, and then sometimes form goes out the window, fixtures goes out the window, and teams fighting for their lives can get results out of nothing. But this period, if you can, you know, it goes Brentford, Leicester, both home games, Fulham away, Southampton at home. So three of the last the next four are at home against teams that. You know they'll be looking at that and thinking we need to get points against these teams: mm. Brentford at home, Leicester at home, and Southampton at home, uh, and even Fulham away. They think they can probably get something there. So they, there's no question that Bournemouth will be looking at this next set of fixtures and thinking this is a crucial period for us if we are going to survive this season. We need to come out of this run with mm. with some points, with probably nine to ten points um, between now and game week 16, and and that's what we care about because after 16 we can change our teams. Would I go Solanke last season, in this scenario, I think I'll be all over Solanke like a bad suit. Yeah. This season, when we've got Mitrovic, Tony, Izak, and you've got Haaland, who automatically almost fills one spot up front, I think it's difficult to find a place for Solanke, even with these fixtures, given the data on that previous screen. We saw Bournemouth are so far adrift of every Mm. other team in terms of their attacking output so far. And although these fixtures are are the best run of fixtures they've got, they are a team that aren't going to like throw caution to the wind and, and attack these teams. They're going to be pragmatic in their approach, even to these fixtures, I would have thought. So I don't see Solanke coming out of this run between 9 and 16 with more than three or four goals at most. And I would back Tony, Mitrovic, and Izak, depending on when he's returned, to match or better that. So... For me, Solanke's a no, but, you know, last season, this time of last season, it would have been a yes because the options mm. weren't there, were they?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the argument I'm seeing from, from quite a few, and, and Slippers uh, included, is that, uh, you know, you, you want, he, he's going five in midfield, for example, and wants a player for game week 12 when City and Arsenal have got the game and needs yeah. that bench to be decent and Bournemouth have got Southampton at home. Um, in that fixture. So, you know, for example, Zaha is someone who's really popular. Palace a second on the fixture ticker. Well, mm. maybe you go for Zaha over one of the strikers you've mentioned, Tony, Isaac, you know, um, you know, and, and then you have Solanke in as that kind of enabler type. I mean, that means that you're spending quite a lot of money on a bench option. Most weeks. It also means that you might dodge like a couple of Solanke's goals as well. If you think he's going to score over this period, and I think the forward options that you've talked about are all better. I mean, I, I wanna at the moment, I mean, historically it's the forwards that do the best in, in FPL. And when mm. we've got options to choose, mm. I don't know why we wouldn't make sure we've got the best three options that we can we can get. And when I've got Kane, Mitrovic, um, and Haaland and
0: like why would I well, you're not
1: break that up for Solanke? You're not
0: gonna sell Mitrovic and I've got Tony, Haaland and and Mitrovic and so Solanke doesn't better any of those for me um, I guess it's a money thing right if he, if he enables you to get a stronger midfield option and an upgrade there um, but for me Tony and Mitrovic uh, are the two that look strongest to supplement either Kane or, or Harland and obviously if you're going both Kane and Harland you've only got one slot, it's got to be Mitrovic given the run he's got, Mitrovic might be carrying an injury right, we saw that he's hobbling there's some footage no, of him probably after the game on, he's, but he's made of steel right? he, he's, yeah. he's so, playing
1: Newcastle next he's, yeah, a, he's, no way he's playing, missing
0: that. he's playing in that game he only needs his head anyway it doesn't matter if his feet don't work so I, um, I, I I see I think it's harsh on Solanke because I think in these circumstances with those fixtures he is a worthwhile punt but this season with the options we've got I think it's a struggle to justify yeah. moving to him uh, unless you're really seeking out a differential but I don't think he's going to be explosive. Like I think he will deliver okay over this period, but he's not going to get a couple of hat-tricks, is he? Because Bournemouth aren't that team. They're not going to throw caution to the window this period. The other thing is Gary O'Neill is temporary boss. We don't even know Mm. who the manager is yet. So a manager could come in and change everything. The system could change. Kiefer Moore is the focal point of that attack, if anything. So Solanke could even end up playing behind him in a different kind of role. So there's a lot of things up in the air at Bournemouth at the moment. So you're buying into a team that's uncertain and are bottom of the attacking data. Yes, yeah. they've got good fixtures, but with the options we've got elsewhere, no, nah, it's a no for me, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the, I mean you know, I, I would never tell anyone to not buy or, or buy someone. Um, and I think it is really interesting because the fact Bournemouth are top of the fixture ticker with three home games in the next four is, is, you know, is quite intriguing. It's just you look at the attacking data and you know, if they're only going to get an XG every other game, you've really got to doubt how many goals they're going to score, hmm. um, even against some of the worst sides. But yeah, we'll see. If you want to go for him and you can you can use that money elsewhere, and you can grab a Zaha or a James or upgrade, you know, four million defenders
0: to Trippier yeah, or whatever. It, it, it's what you can do with the money. Yeah. 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 As I've said before, in the argument with Salah and Son, so it's never about just those two players. It's about what does that extra, hmm. what that extra 05, 09, 1 million, whatever that extra is, what does that get you? That That has to come into the argument as well. But if it's a straight... Do I prefer Mitrovic, Tony, um, yep. at, to, to Solanke over this one? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Uh,
1: Defence, let's take a look at some of these. Uh, City top, again, uh, by quite a margin. Um, Arsenal next in second. West Ham, interestingly, hmm. third. The stats indicate they were pretty unlucky to lose that game against uh, Everton. They lost 1-0, they had a better XG. Um,
0: but Moyes, is. In a bit of trouble, isn't he? What, do you reckon he can come out of this? I don't know what's going on, really. I, I, I don't know what has, has, has broken the formula that he had. They look like such like a, a well balanced team with mm. a good first 11 that could be a top six first 11, right? That's what I thought they would become. I thought they'd kick on further this season. And, and, and you know, I think obviously the European campaign is going to interrupt their progress because that is it is arduous and they've brought in new players that. Haven't really settled. Maybe they've done more harm than good bringing in new faces, as Forrest have found to their cost as well. It, it doesn't always, it isn't always a positive.
1: Lord, you made some signings, have you? I didn't realise.
0: Yeah, I made a few. Um. So, <laughs> I, but I, I think West Ham have got quality that will eventually come to the fore and they'll break out of this. Um. It is interesting that defensively they've kicked on. Uh, I mm. haven't seen any changes tactically that would lead them to that. I can only think maybe it's the, the fixtures they've had that have promoted. Their defensive data and it will normalise over time, but maybe not. Maybe West Ham are now a top six t- side defensively, and we and we need to be looking at their players. Um, you know, Emerson's obviously if he if he starts at wing back, if they play a back three, then he's a great option. But mm. if they you know if they chop and change, which I expect them to do, then you know there's not really a nailed-on figure that you would. Would go for in that West Ham defence, not not a, a go to option, is there? So Creswell, no, I mean, Creswell when they're when they're scoring goals, maybe, but
1: yeah, I mean, I've got I've got Emerson. I think he's he's decent mm. if they if they do go back to a back a back three with with wing backs. I think he's
0: yeah, you know, exactly.
1: he, he's an absolute absolute standout. But obviously, didn't play there in, in the last game, and mm. Creswell was back, and it was a, yeah, a bit, a bit annoying. Um, some of the players, some of the teams I want to mention on this list, though. I mean, you would expect Leicester having conceded twenty two goals, which is the most in the league. Uh, to be bottom, uh, they're not. It's Palace, who are still bottom, which is surprising for a lot of different reasons, I think. They're obviously now second on the ticker. Uh, and the defence, we don't really consider because they're not really the attacking options. There's no Van Aanholt these days or exciting attacking options. But it is interesting that they're so low down because you associate Vieira side with... You know, being
0: pretty. Yeah, you know, but they've had tough sense. fixtures, haven't they? They have. And and they had the ten men at Anfield as well, which which skewed the numbers a bit. So I think like West Ham at the top, I'd expect that to normalise out and they'll make their way up to mid-table soon. I would have thought. I would have thought. Because I, I don't think anything's changed tactically there. Um and actually people are looking at Gaeta and players like that, aren't they, for this run? And and I don't mm. I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, the goalkeeper will always get save points, even if they are questionable defensively. Um, I still think there's a problem on set plays, so though. I still think not not Leicester proportions, but they're <laughs> still they're still vulnerable there. So I I'm personally not looking at the Crystal Palace defence, but I don't think it's the worst defence in the league. That data says it is, but it's not. It, it's gonna it's gonna level out, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean Leicester are an interesting one because I thought Leicester actually played really well in in the first <laughs> forty minutes against Spurs. I thought they they were well in the game, they looked sharp, but they just crumbled, don't they? They're just a team now where as soon as things start going against them. Mm. They look like they could concede absolute buckets. And I don't know if you saw the uh, the side men charity match with Cal the Dragon. Mm, I did, uh, the goalkeeper. Yeah. Very much like Danny Ward. Yeah. Uh, in the sense that he couldn't save anything. I mean they, they might they have to make a change, I think, really, at a well, goalkeeper. They can't I can't it's gonna be Everson in soon,
0: surely. Surely against Forest he's gonna make that change. I I mean normally when like Travers for Bournemouth, when they lost 9-0 at Anfield, Travers made way and, and Nico came in. Um, and I think that surely that'll happen for Leicester. He can't justify picking Ward any longer can he given that they've conceded five and then six and a Forest is a crucial game where he's, he's potentially his job's on the line. You'd Both expect Everson Yeah, yeah, don't want to say that but yeah, possibly. Mm-hmm. I think I think mm-hmm. Rogers is more in danger but yeah, I, it's going to be a crazy game on Monday because you look at those two defenses and they're both very similar. Like as soon as Forest have scored first in a lot of games this season, but as soon as we concede one, we yeah. crumble. Right? So the yeah. first goal on Monday night is going to be really, really crucial. Um, and yeah, Leicester, you, you pick players against them at the moment. We, we talk about picking Madison, but you pick players, attacking mm. players against them for sure, don't you? Yep.
1: Well, yeah, you, you have to. They, they, they are too. I mean, I, I still think attacking wise, they're. They're not that high up in the list, but I think Madison is, yeah. is the standout. There's probably not any other attackers I go for, but I still am backing them to score some goals no matter who's in charge. But yeah, defensively, it's completely
0: different. Do you think, um, there's, do you, do you think there's a spirit issue? Do you think that the, the problems off the pitch are showing on the pitch? Do you think like the discontent and the uncertainty of Roger's future and the players that wanting to leave and some left and some didn't, do you think that is what the problem is? I mean, or do you think it's just really, lack of talent?
1: It's really tough. I, mean, I definitely don't think it's lack of talent. I think they've got a, they've got a squad that should be challenging for top six, top top six to eight. I think you know they they managed to keep hold of Tielemans. Okay, for went, but you know with Madison, with with Vardy, with Daka, uh, you know they they've got a good team. Justin, I really rate. I mean, losing Schmeichel was was absolutely huge, and they the fact they didn't bring in a proper replacement for him uh, was an issue. But I, I I I expected them to do okay this season. And I guess they're just a team where, you know, when, when things start going a bit badly, they, they don't really know how to deal with it. And
0: yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's the thing. I mean, Cooper has said mm. for Forrest, like the reason why when we concede the first goal, we crumble is we don't yet have that team spirit that we had last season because it's all new players. Leicester should still have that team Absolutely. spirit because yeah, they have. haven't had that yeah. much change. They've lost some key yeah. men, but the players that are there know each other and should be fighting for each other, but they're not. There's something's wrong. I mean, it's wrong. Yeah. Why, where's that spirit gone? It, it shouldn't be lost. Rogers should still have that but he hasn't and so something something inherently is wrong there right so yeah it's, I mean, it's, 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 Monday's it's crucial it's,
1: it's, it's interesting as well I mean remember when Vanieri was there won the league and then the season after they just completely fell apart as well mm. and they didn't seem to have that same yeah. desire to to press and to attack and to do all the things that did so well and mm. can really understand where that had gone but if the hunger isn't there and they are willing these moves and wanting to move on and you know, the investment isn't, isn't coming, then I guess that can play on the mind. Mm. But it is, it is yep. a strange one. Um, just one other thing I want to mention here is Bournemouth in 11th. Even though they conceded nine goals to Liverpool, um, they're not, you know, rock bottom. Um, they Their defensive numbers don't indicate they're the whipping boys. They're ahead of Chelsea, United. Uh, no, sorry, not ahead of United. They're ahead of like Chelsea, Everton, for example, who have, have been okay defensive. Villa, who, who Gerrard has set Villa up, like, since he's been there to be quite a good defensive side, but Bournemouth are ahead of all those as well. Do you think we're wrong to be targeting Bournemouth as a whipping boy? Or No, is I, this, I is this bubble gonna burst?
0: I, I think they're gonna concede goals in games, but they're not gonna get routed. They're not they're not they're not a Leicester or a Forest. They're not gonna collapse in games. Um so mm. I think that, you know, it links back to what we said about Solanke. They're gonna be pragmatic in their approach. That means they're not gonna take risks. Even with the fixtures they got, they're gonna go into this set of run this run going we only need to win 1-0, performance doesn't matter, we don't need to score four or five goals, we need to win 1-0. That will probably be their approach. It's hard for me to speculate because O'Neill, I don't know Gary mm. O'Neill as a manager. I did know, uh, I, I did know that the previous managers, I did know that, you know, you, you had more data to go on with them and you knew exactly how they were going to set up, how they were going to approach games. Parker was a defensively minded manager. Um, so with O'Neill, maybe there's going to be a bit more about them and we'll see this data change, but... It's not even sure that O'Neill's permanent yet. So we'll have to see. Yep. Excellent. Uh,
1: keepers. Let's have a look at some player data. Keepers is a really interesting one at the moment because Pope is kind of the standout on this list. Uh, points per nightly, highest. Uh, expected goal prevented. I think he's either the first or second highest. Um, is this, oh, he's second or oh, third. Sorry, Pickford um, is the best. And then Allison, and then hmm. uh, Pope. Um, but he's doing all the things. Make, he's made like the most saves. He's made the most recoveries. I think he's doing everything. But then a lot of people have got Trippier. So do you really want that double up? I mean, we saw it against Bournemouth. I mean, that is like a nailed on clean sheet, right? Against Bournemouth. And still, they still managed to concede. And that's the kind of danger when you go for this kind of double up. If you don't go for Pope, I find it really hard to know who to go for. There's no keepers that I love at the
0: moment. What no, no, I, I, I feel the same. I mean, like, as I said, Gator's getting some traffic. I've got Raya, and to be honest, like, because there's no standout, I'm just going to probably settle on that because I've got mm. other transfers I want to make. A few weeks back, I was going to move to Henderson, but with Forest capitulation, that's a no go at the moment. I still think Henderson could emerge as the best 4 5, but at the moment, Raya's as good as anybody, isn't he? 4 5, Brentford. You know they're going to concede goals, but also he's going to make saves. He's got he's got a good amount of saves on this chart, um, and he's he's in the you know in terms of BPS per ninety, he's what second? Yeah, he's second to to Pope. So Ray is a good option for me. Um, yeah, and you're right because of Trippier. I, I I've got Trippier, and I, I don't want to double up on Newcastle because I don't yet trust them as an elite defence by any means. They they're a much improved team under under Howe. We saw it last season. But Pope didn't have a good international break, you know. And you've got to think with well, goalkeepers mentally, how's that going to affect him? You made that that error um, in, in the Germany game. And I don't know, I, I, I'm not spending 5.2 on Pope when I've got Trippier now, no way. It's very interesting with with
1: Pope, isn't it? Because he didn't look like a international goalkeeper in those games. But then you look at these stats and you think he has been, well, arguably the best goalkeeper in the league so far. Um, but I think Pickford, with those performances, Pickford's just nailed his spot now for the for the World Cup uh, yeah. under Southgate. So yeah, fair play to him. I mean I've got Henderson, like he's not great. You're conceding loads of goals, but I kind of don't really care. There's no obvious switch. No, exactly. make. I
0: think, Yeah,
1: I think I probably would go for Raya if I had the choice. But mm. yeah,
0: there's there's not much in it. That's your lot for part one of episode 83 of FBL Black Box. In part two, we'll look at the defenders, midfielders and forwards data. We'll look at a potential wildcard squad for game week nine and onwards. And we'll look at our predictions and lineups ahead of the weekend. Podcast Network.